Hello, hello, Mediaverse members, and welcome to Mediaverse Unwrapped, where we bring our non-toxic Facebook community of Marvel fans to life. I'm your host, Max Taff, and I'm joined by my hostess with the mostest, Megan Spangler. Hi, guys. This week, we discuss Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods, general reception and first looks, Victoria Alonso's firing from Marvel Studios, and so much more. This episode, we wanted to hear from you, our amazing listeners, and decided to infuse some opinions and questions directly from our Facebook group members. So, let's dive in. I'm so excited for this one. Let's do it. So let's jump into our first topic of this episode, which would be Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods, poor reception, Zachary Levi going nuts. We are mixing it up. Yes, we're going to pivot a little bit and delve into the realm of DC, which isn't typical for our show, but we feel like it's on brand enough. Megan, what are your thoughts? So I haven't actually seen the movie, but I've seen very, very different opinions on it. I've heard it's really good or it's, you know, some people call it trash. <laughs> Which, you know, that happens, but I I don't understand why he's coming on so hot already blaming someone else for the movie's, I guess, supposed failure. It, it's just not a good look, in my opinion. I, I have to agree. He's coming off a little hot, I mean, and not in a good way. He's, he's definitely jumping the gun. I feel like <laughs> he should have waited at least like a, a month for... Yeah. Things to have come out. I don't know. It's weird because he's putting the blame on everyone, which makes me believe that he's afraid that James Gunn is going to, you know, give him the axe on it, which we all thought was going to happen anyways because Gunn didn't have his hand in, Shaz- in Shazam. Uh-huh. Like, if I were someone looking for an actor for a movie, I don't think I'd hire the guy who's looking quite manic in public because his movie didn't do well and putting the pressure on every other actor that wasn't even in the movie. I feel like that's somewhat of flight risk. Yeah, and I like the way that you use the word manic here because it definitely feels like he's coming off of like some kind of like a manic episode where he's just like going. He's very passionate, I will say. Zachary Levi, the (laughs) one who plays Shazam, he is the actor who plays Shazam. Uh, You may have seen him in a few other things. He played Thandral in Thor The Dark World. He also... Play Thandral yeah. in Thor Ragnarok, and he's also known for his role on The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Amazon Prime. He's been going nuts on social media between interviews he's doing with Entertainment Tonight or Instagram Lives, and he just seems really upset about how his movie has been treated and is doing in the box office. So Megan decided to do a quick poll in our group to get our members' reactions and thoughts. So Megan, why don't you go ahead and give us those results? So my poll was, did you see Shazam and did you like it? 30% loved it. 5% didn't like it. 10% said, meh, it was okay. And then 55% said they'll wait till it streams. Oh, those are some, that's pretty wild. (laughs) It's kind of all over the place, but I have to say, like, I would probably go with the 55% that's waiting for it to stream. Oh, I'm not paying for a movie ticket for it. Let's get one thing straight. (laughs) But if he's acting like this now, it's been out, what, two weeks? Yeah. You're kind of turning me off from the whole movie because now I'm going in expecting it to be garbage because you're telling me it is. Get, let it breathe. Give it some room. Quantum Mania did awful in reviews, but no one said anything. We Everyone went to the movie theater, saw it, and loved it. So just let it breathe. Just, just calm down. You're probably going to lose your job anyways. It's okay. Marvel will take you. 
<laughs> we'll take you back, right? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe there's a multiversal variant of Thandral that Zachary Levi can jump back into. Who knows? I mean, to be honest, I forgot until recently he was in the Thor movies. So I can't be alone. They could give him another job. It, it's fine. If Oscar Isaac can play three characters, we can find room for you. It's true. It's true. And I I mean, I I'm, I do have to say, like, I, I wish he would have waited like at least like a month before jumping on this bandwagon, this like crusade he's got. I mean, it kind of seems like it started with um, bashing like the online trolls and the fans and blaming them for everything that's happened. And then he kind of jumps yes. to um, like the DCU kind of being like revamped and all that, which I can see. And then he is jumping on this whole bandwagon where The Rock is like secretly against him and the movie. You're right, Zachary Levi. He's been out in public going at it since Gunn took over. At first, it was clearly, hey, guys, I'm still in D.C., so if enough fans get together, he won't get rid of me. <laughs> then it was, hey, guys, I have a movie coming. Get us, get in there and watch it so I can stay in D.C. Uh-huh. And now it's, please don't fire me. It wasn't my fault. Don't you see? It's everyone else's fault. It's clear you're worried about your job, which is very fair. Mm-hmm. But he could not have had much hope in that Gunn would have kept Shazam around if they're revamping the whole DCEU. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of like been all over the place. I mean, and you're absolutely right. It has been kind of like a progression from like, oh, go see the film. Let's promote it to like, please, like, please don't blame me for what's happening. He's coming off, I will say, and I hate to, like, compare him to this, but he's coming off as a little immature. Like, I mean, I understand, you know, you're concerned. I understand you're passionate about this project and you love Shazam. You love the character. But, I mean, you got to, like, let it rest. You're right, Megan. You got to let it breathe. It's just, it's it's too much all at once. He's he's. It seems like he's kind of, like, scrambling is kind of the vibe he's giving yeah. me. He's scrambling to, like, save whatever or to, like, justify whatever. But it's like, you know... Should have let it breathe. These things usually come out like a good month or two after the films come out in theaters. And he's kind of like laying it all down now. And the videos that I've seen of him just on on Instagram live have been just troubling to say the least because he's just They're not a everywhere. good look. Clearly he knows something that we don't. Whether it was them saying if it hits this percentage of people like it, we may keep Shazam or we may not. But I uh-huh. think he know there's no definite we're getting rid of you. We're keeping you. He's fighting for that, which is fine. I get it. But like, wait, just a month. Like, that that's all we're asking. Because now I don't want to go see the movie because of you. Because you're telling me it's, it sucks. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like he's, he's struck out twice on superhero films. Maybe it's just not meant to be. I don't I don't know. I liked the first Shazam. I really did. I did, too. I liked it. We we even bought it on DVD. We liked it that much. Wow. But now it's, it's like... Physical media? I, know, I don't even know what to do with it. But just take it in stride. Be a mature actor. Just say, I am proud of this movie. If you guys like it, I hope you do. But if you don't, I can't do anything about that. I hope he comes out on the other side of this. And and to be honest, there's there's so many different factors going into this film. Like, you know, let alone the fact that rebooting the whole franchise. Who knows if they'll be back? I mean, James Gunn has hinted that it, it's looking positive. or But that was a couple of weeks ago before this movie came out. So who knows what's yeah. the story now? I mean, let's talk about the, these rumors of Zachary Levi feuding with The Rock. Um, I'm really interested in this because I think <laughs> I think this is just crazy to me. And I, I mean, I know. Who, you mentioned before, Megan, who 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 is talking about The Rock? I've always heard very positive things, so I'm really interested. So 
Tyrese Gibson. That's a big one. Vin Diesel. Uh, really? John Cena. Yeah. John Cena. Brent, everyone's mad because he had something with Brendan Fraser where he took a role from Brendan Fraser when Brendan Fraser was at his lowest. So, like, there's a lot oh. of little things that kind of add up that's like, if everyone is complaining and saying you're only out for yourself and all you had to do was be in Shazam, but you, but the r- rumors are that he said no, that he didn't want anything to do with Shazam, which doesn't make sense to me. So I, I'm hard, I'm really hard on not believing that one just because if you wanted to secure your role in DC after Black Adam didn't do that great in the, in reviews either why wouldn't you be in shazam just for a minute or two that doesn't add up to me what do you think well from the way zachary levi described it it seemed like the rock purposely blocked shazam from appearing in black adam and mm. he, he he's been you know putting on instagram like he reposted a, an article from from somewhere you know talking about it and then he said the truth will set you free so obviously that, I guess, is what happened, which is a shame because I hate seeing this cattiness between two different, you know, actors. Like, you know, it, we're all on the, they're all supposed to be on the same page. They're trying to make this universe work, even though it, it hasn't in the past. I just don't know why The Rock would be like that. I mean, maybe, maybe it is accurately by just getting overly, you know, passionate about it and, and saying that, oh, making it seem like, oh, The Rock is, you know, purposely trying to keep Shazam out. Or maybe The Rock had a reason for doing it. I mean, we really don't know. I'm interested to see when The Rock, like, claps back and says something about this. Um, I have to say, I'm I'm a little shocked, The Rock, because I always got the impression The Rock seemed like a super cool guy, very charismatic, very nice, like, seemed like a really chill dude, like, you'd be want to be friends with. Funny, like, personal story. I used to live near, like, The Rock. He used to, he has a house in Fort Lauderdale, or he used to, I don't know if he still does. And I used to have friends that would run into him all the time, like in different places and said he was super nice. I met his mom once, believe it or not. She came into the place where I worked and like my manager knew her because she should. You like, met his mom? I did. My, my claim God. to fame, The Rock's mom. <laughs> <laughs> she was super nice when I met her. So I don't know. I mean, this was a long time ago. So who knows? Maybe he, the industry has changed. The Rock he's become a lot more famous. Who knows? But at the same time. I don't know. I find it hard to believe. I, I want to believe The Rock's a good guy. He seems super cool. I feel like his whole vibe, I mean, obviously The Rock isn't like, you know, the best actor in the world. He's not going to be winning, like, you know, an Oscar for any, like, serious competitive category anytime soon. So his charisma and, like, friendliness is kind of what gets him these roles, I think. Well, to be fair, he campaigned for himself to be Black Adam for years and years and years. He he worked to get that one. And it's I true. didn't think he was bad in it. I went in there into the movie thinking he's going to be the same actor and same role in every movie. Yep. But I actually like was pleasantly surprised he did well. I really would have liked to see Shazam in it. I think that would have upped my rating <laughs> score on it about 10%. I don't know. I was pleasantly surprised. I thought he wasn't bad. And But here's where I'm coming from with this. Black Adam is a character that's so closely rooted to Shazam. I mean, when you watch the film, there's so <laughs> many ties to Shazam without actually mentioning him. Do you? I mean, did you notice that? Yes. It. Yeah. It's just so irritating. You would never see this at Marvel. This is so irritating to never. me. Never. I know. Me too. I mean, it's it, the funny thing is like his powers come from the same place. Like, there's the same wizard there. Like, they wear the same lightning bolt. Like, it's like might as well be like brothers. I don't understand. It was so odd that they didn't even <laughs> mention Shazam or any sort of like related thing. 
isn't it like in Black Adam? Doesn't he say the word Shazam to like activate his powers? Isn't that part of the movie too? He does say it. He says the word Shazam to transform. Damn it, Dwayne. What the heck? Petty. Very petty. I don't know if it was maybe he just he really wanted his own film. He really wanted like didn't want Zachary Levi in it. Like what it could be. We don't know yet. We're going to stay tuned on this and keep you guys posted as we learn more. This is pretty juicy stuff. And I'm just excited to see why he was blocked from from appearing. I mean, it doesn't really make any sense. Let's turn over to one of our listeners. All of our members wanted to remain anonymous, so we decided to give them Marvel names instead. Uh, they had some really great thoughts on the film and the circumstances. So let's start off with Scarlet Witch's clip. So speaking on Shazam 2's box office numbers, I think it's kind of a mix of things. Um, I think some general audience members might just kind of be feeling superhero fatigue. Um, as for DC fans, I think... Some probably are just confused as to where all these changes and everything are going and probably don't see the point in seeing it. Wow. Yeah. Some very good points to touch on, I think. Yeah, I I think she has a really good point. Like, why would you go see Shazam if you think there's no future? It's kind of true. I mean, I I have to say when I knew when I heard they were going to continue to release these films that are part of the old DCEU, um I thought to myself, I mean, I don't know. I they they seemed to think it was okay to ca- scrap one of their movies entirely and not even release it on streaming. Now, I'm wondering <laughs> why did they bother putting in all this promotion and marketing into this film just be, you know, when they've announced recently that they're going to be completely rebooting everything and starting from scratch on a lot of different stuff. I mean, should James Gunn have just sent the rest of the films to HBO Max? I mean, I don't know. That's a lot of money to lose just to go to streaming. But it's DC. They canceled Batgirl, the entire movie. And I will say, I kind of got the same vibe when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was ending and when some of the Netflix shows were ending. Once they were being canceled, these these shows, I, I kind of was like, oh, is there even a point to continuing? But, you know, obviously Marvel has is Marvel and they have their own way of doing things and you know, let's see what happens. It, it seems to be they're picking up a lot of the things they put down. So, I mean, let's see. It just DC is so all over the place. We don't know how to anticipate their next move in regards to these properties. Plus, also, if James Gunn would have sent it straight to streaming, can you imagine the backlash from Zachary Levi? Just is that even worth it? Because yeah. right now it doesn't seem worth it. I don't know. I really don't know which way this could have been a better situation, to be honest with you. It's such a, like, <laughs> shit fest. But in general, I've been hearing people talk about superhero movie fatigue. And I'm not really seeing it with Marvel, but I, with DC, especially with how poorly Black Adam and Shazam have done, I'm definitely believing it. I mean, it, it makes sense when you think about the circumstances. It does. My thing with Marvel and superhero fatigue is I don't think it's superhero fatigue. I think it was Avenger fatigue so when they did phase four (laughs) with all new stories all new everything no avengers they were like oh that's trash but now they're like but wait there's no avenger movie what do we do but we also don't want that we don't want the same formula it's just you know they got to try new things but dc it's like when your last like few movies have just been subpar i get it i i hundred percent get it because you're like you're spending your time watching it. You want to be excited for it, but there's no future there. 
you don't know if they're going to be in the next movie. They're not. You don't know if The Rock's going to allow them to. Yeah. <laughs> it's very odd. I know, I know. And it, it's like The Rock is the new president of DC. He's really the one in charge here. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying. It's, it, it, it's like, do I even bother to watch the post credit scene? Like, what's the point if they're setting up mm-hmm. stuff that's never going to come to fruition, which is one of the reasons why I love Marvel is because they take everything that they introduce and they reintroduce it back and they follow up on those plot threads and all those things. So I, that's one of the reasons why Marvel, it's just the quality of, of their storytelling, I think, that is is just our superior and... Let's let's hear from another one of our group members here. Um, he has some pretty interesting takes on this, and his clip is a little long, so we may not play the whole thing. We may just uh, answer bits and pieces. This is Shuri's clip. Let's let's listen and let's discuss. Shazam: Fury of the Gods was a good movie. Uh. It wasn't a masterpiece or anything, but it was a fun, action-packed, solid superhero film. And this is going to be a hot take, and I know the majority of people will disagree with me, but I'll put it up against most of Phase 4. I mean, movies like Black Widow, Eternals, Love and Thunder, this movie was better than all those. I mean, the Marvel movies are successful because they've secured their fan base. At this point, we'll watch anything and everything they put out. And it's my opinion that we're the ones who are watching these movies. It's not so much the general audience anymore because now they're diving into themes like timelines and the multiverse. And these themes might be too complex for the general audience, but it's exciting for us fans. There was also a fan on Twitter who said that there are certain Snyder fans who wanted this movie to fail as a way of getting back at the studio for Uh. giving over the franchise to James Gunn. Um, And to which Zachary responded that it's true, but sad. How big of a factor that is, it's impossible to tell, but it's definitely true. And it's sad. I mean, I'm a big Snyder fan myself. I love his movies, but I'm not part of his little cult. (laughs) <laughs> and I don't think it's fair for the, for for them to go after Zach and wanting this movie to fail just because of that reason. And I'm personally excited to see what James Gunn is going to do with the DCU. Um, I have complete trust in him. I think it's going to be great. I can't wait. Oh, God. God. <laughs> Shuri. <laughs> well, Shuri, I will say you certainly brought the hot sauce to this picnic. That was quite the spicy uh, take <laughs> on a lot of different things. Uh, <laughs> that's a lot to unpack. I don't know if the Snyderverse fans would go like necessarily hating to Shazam, but maybe they're they're doing it, like he said, to get back at the studio to punish them for, for you know, firing Zack Snyder or not, you know, not firing him, but not renewing his contracts, not having him continue. So, I mean, I get it. What do you think, Megan? As a big Snyder fan myself, I did not hope this movie would fail. I was actually looking really forward to it. Yeah, me too. But, like, our listener, Shuri, really liked it, which I, I that makes me excited because he uh-huh. said there was, you know, the violence, the action, the everything you want in a superhero movie, which is really good to hear from a fan. Let those fans talk. That, like, you could have yeah. more fans just like Shuri here. 
but you don't know because you're talking too loud over them. I know, I know. Sherry is definitely a, a gem for for sticking up for the film, and I was happy to get a positive response um, while we asked for some feedback from our members. I think DC truly needs to start focusing on some of their side characters with interesting stories and also make sure they have a plan because Marvel, the one thing about Marvel, they always have a plan. They always know where that end is going to be and they know more or less how they're going to get there. They may course correct a little here from there, but DC is just kind of like, let's throw this movie out and see where it goes and then we'll figure it out (laughs) the next one. You know what I mean? It just, it never seems concise. We've got Blue Beetle, we've got Flash coming up. Flash is supposed to be this big reset, reboot opportunity for the DCU that they're transitioning into. So let's see what ends up happening. I mean, who knows? Let's let Maybe these characters yeah. will come back and we'll see them getting sucked into their version of the multiverse and changed up. But I will say, I mean, it's just, it's a little annoying the fact that DC is also trying to copy Marvel by doing like a multiverse type of thing so it, yeah. it's kind of like come on like that's why people are getting fatigued like stop copying marvel let marvel do its thing you figure out your own thing there's plenty of interesting stories i could talk about henry cavill being let go from dc for hours so i'll just avoid it yes i just hope i hope henry you know your worth and you don't go back because marvel is waiting for you oh yes henry you are loved <laughs> you are respected <laughs> and we need you on at marvel we would love to have you we'll welcome you with open arms Open everything, Henry. Open everything. (laughs) (laughs) Dirty. (laughs) Let's talk about a little bit of uh, the drama happening over at Marvel Studios. Let's discuss Victoria Alonso leaving Marvel Studios. Was she fired? We know the real story. We'll get into it in a minute. But we thought it'd be fun to first talk about the rumors we've been hearing on the internet before we get into what the truth of the matter is. So, Megan, why don't you um, take us into who Victoria Alonso is and what is happening with the rumors? So, Victoria Alonso, she is one of the biggest people at Marvel. She was let go after 15 years of service. 15 years. She was... President of physical and post-production, visual effects, and animation production. That's a big title. That's a big title. So she was let go, and the rumors have been that she was extremely toxic to work with. She had favorites. She, If she didn't like you, she, you didn't get jobs. If she liked you, you would succeed there. She was toxic to the VFX people. She was toxic to everyone she worked with, and they let that go on for years. At the And at the height of when they were putting out way too much product at once and, you know, the artists were working till they're till 1 a.m. to get these things done, according to Listen. anonymous artists that came through that has come forward saying that they they had them working weekends, working constantly, like no time at home just to get these things out while we have the audacity to complain about the CGI. Yeah. And she apparently made it hell for them. That That's the rumors. But that is coming from some of those artists. But other artists are saying that she was always professional, always a dream to work with. But having that difference of opinion from two separate artists does not help the rumors that you had favorites. That sounds like your favorite came came forward and, you know, had your back. True. True. I mean, I when I was doing research on this um, topic, um, I was reading a bunch of stuff saying the reasoning behind her firing was unknown. 
A group of executives from Disney, including Disney Entertainment co-chairman Alan Bergman, made the final call, which supposedly blindsided Alonzo. Kevin Feige supposedly was not involved with the decision and did not intervene on her behalf when Alonzo was fired. Um, she didn't know what was happening. There was like a betrayal. Dun, dun, dun. Rumors of abusing visual effects artists, which I found crazy. Like, I mean, I just think the VFX artists have such a hard job to do. I mean, when you think about what their job yeah. actually is, when they're presented with like a description or like a, a rough picture or storyboard and they're being told to like bring this to life, you know, using computer graphics. I mean, it's such a hard job. And a lot of people like to like complain about VFX, but they're working so hard and they're being overworked. And I think that's part of the reason why we've seen so many shifts and release dates from Marvel as they're trying to space out their projects more to give the VFX artists a little bit more time, a little bit more freedom, a little bit more room to breathe, bringing them to us. So, I mean, that's kind of where I'm thinking. Isn't it interesting that so many things are delayed and then the head of multiple things is let go? It's almost like they've been just kind of like <sighs> working up to here. Like, we know we're going to lose her. Let's give ourselves some leeway. I just, I have to say, if that's the case, I'm disappointed. Obviously, these are, like I said, we're just talking about the rumors right now. We have not revealed the real reason that she was fired, which was just found out recently like an hour ago <laughs> i know like it was breaking news like an hour ago we just found out so we had to amend our episode a bit so yeah i mean we will i, I will say that it's disappointing to hear if that if, if any of that is true obviously you know rumors even rumors that are not true always come from like a little sliver like based on something that someone saw that that caused them to think that that was true so, I mean, hopefully it's not. But if it is, then shame on you, Victoria Alonso, for, for abusing those VFX artists. Well, my thing is, like, there's always been those rumors of people saying, I'll never work at Marvel. I know how they treat those artists. And she was the head of it. So that makes sense. There, These rumors were there before this happened. Yeah. And every single rumor I've seen has the same base. She was toxic to the artists. A rumor has to come from somewhere. When you think about it, she has been there since Iron Man. She's been there from the ground up on this incredible franchise that has been built. And obviously, you know, we appreciate her contributions. I'm sure she's had many amazing things that she's contributed. And we're not saying that, you know, she's the devil by any means. We're just, you know, discussing what we've read online. So, I mean, I'll always give someone the benefit of the doubt. Hopefully it's not the case. But if it is, you know, it is what it is. Maybe this was justified. <laughs> um, but let's let's start let's stop talking about like what we think and the rumors and not relying on reliable sources for our information and let's talk about what is actually the real reason that she was let go from marvel studios <laughs> um let's talk about that a little bit megan you broke the story to me earlier so why don't you go ahead and give us a little teaser so it turns out it was actually a breach of contract firing <gasps> so According to The Hollywood Reporter, Alonzo was one of eight producers on the Argentine historical drama, Argentine, Argentina 1985, which was distributed by Amazon, not Marvel, uh. Amazon. So since she was on it, she breached her contract several times. After repeated warnings, they warned her that she knew what she was doing. The situation came to a head the week after the oscars and ultimately led to her termination ah messy you're messy that is what i would call you super sloppy uh, my perspective on that portion of, of this like truth coming to light is the fact that it seems like maybe she was you know they knew what she was doing 
they gave her the warnings, but they were kind of just being cool about it for like, you know, like, let, let, let's let her do it. Maybe something else happened that was like, okay, this is going to be our excuse to fire her. She is in breach of contract. We were being cool about it, but we really don't need to be. Let's just get rid of her. I mean, I, that's kind of how I'm thinking. That's what I would do if I were them. I would be like, okay, let's, you know, it, it, you're, it's cool. You play, you know, you have other projects, then you you mess up while you're doing that. And it's like, okay, no, like you got to go. It's It's too much. Apparently the thing that broke, the straw that broke the camel's back was the Oscars. Really? They were told, do not promote this movie. Do not do anything with it. She showed up to the Oscars and they're like, okay, cool. She's here. But then she started taking pictures with the producer of the of Argentina movie. And that's, I believe, from what I'm reading, what I'm seeing the sources, that is the thing. They're like, okay, we told you not to do this. We warned you we gave you warnings we told you exactly what guidelines to follow and you come out in public and break your contract that's the issue that that's bold i'll be honest with you you know maybe she was ready to leave maybe that's <laughs> why she did this on purpose and she was like time for me to go i want to work on something else maybe she was like i'm just gonna breach my contract and they're gonna fire me and, and then that's it i mean I, I i would like to know more about this i hope that the more details come to light soon i want juicy details I don't want about contract. I want to know what she did. I want to know who she's talking to. I want to know the gossip. Yes, I need to know. You're absolutely right. I need some scandal. I need some juice. I need to know if she slapped <laughs> Kevin Feige. I need to know if she like if she if she fought Scarlett Johansson over her salary. Like I need to know if she if yes. she's the reason Shazam is failing in the box office. I need to know everything. Every single thing. I need to know if she's the reason why we still have daylight savings. I bet she is. Victoria, let <laughs> us free release us from daylight savings, please. <laughs> Please, I have two babies. I'm so tired. <laughs> so for the final thoughts, we have a member who has final thoughts on it. We, of course, couldn't use his name. Uh -huh. So his name is Iron Lad. Yes, Iron Lad. Last but not least, let's see what he has to say. She's been working with Marvel since 2006. And with working with them all these years, power's probably gone to her head. And in my opinion, it's time for someone new to take over with that. Okay. Definitely thinking about the future, Iron Lad. I, I, I kind of have to say, I mean, you know, once more details come out, we'll be able to say for sure. But, you know, who knows? That could be it. But he's right, though. At some point, if you're getting such bad reviews and there's complaints, probably best to cut it off at the bud, you know? Maybe she did get a little too big for her britches, like Iron Lad said. Maybe that was the reason why she was you know, abusing VFX artists, if that's the case. And maybe she, that's why she decided that she was going to work on a non-Marvel movie and, and be okay with getting fired. I mean, who knows? Maybe she just was like, I'm done. I don't care. What do you want to bet James Gunn has already been in talks with her? Because I think he has. <laughs> oh, based my on, God. <laughs> based on no, no <sighs> there's no reason for me to think it. That would just make this so perfect. Yes. You heard it here first, everyone. Yeah. This is the the talk we're having. Victoria Alonso heading over to DC. No, we're just kidding. <laughs> if he went after Victoria Alonso, I mean, I think that would rub Kevin Feige wrong. I think that would rub me wrong. It would rub all of us wrong. I'd be rubbed wrong. I think he'd be dumb not to go after her unless he knows something we don't. But that would be making it pretty clear that there is some... Some touchy feelings between DC and Marvel, because up till now, they've only been supportive of each other. But James Gunn was fired from Marvel, then picked up by DC like the next week. Mm -hmm. 
So I, I think that would just be, oh, that would be glorious. Of course, we never get, Marvel will never give into the gossip and tell you what's going on. It's true. We, it would all have to be from James Gunn's Twitter. Oh, God. he That man's another <laughs> one that loves to get passionate on social media. And I think that sometimes it definitely backfires. <laughs> um, but I, yeah. at the same time, I, I respect how open he is. Because when you compare him to Kevin Feige, Kevin Feige is very tight-lipped. He only lets out like the tiniest little little teases and he's very careful and but i do like the way that james gunn is always very open about his films and about his process um i've always respected that about him and thought that it was very interesting to see that perspective of things especially when he was talking about guardians and stuff when he was in the middle of those films and, and all that i would like to see them both prosper in their own ways and i'd love to eventually see a crossover and i think that with james the helm if you know the way they've been playing in interviews is 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 true and it is you know not like just putting on airs for the cameras. I think that if, if they continue to be so cordial that we could definitely see that as a possibility. I mean, it, it, with multiverse storylines and all that, I mean, we've got a long way to go with multiverse in the Marvel universe. So it's not impossible to see like, you know, Superman fly in and save uh, Spider-Man from something, you know, who knows? DC's not there yet. They're still crawling while Marvel's running. Yes. No, Marvel, Marvel got in the car and is driving away at this point. DC's still crawling. <laughs> So let's let's just do a quick little rumor roundup, if you're a game. Yes, please do. So let's discuss first big breaking news that I was able to break in our group before most major news outlets. <laughs> yes, you beat everyone. I did. I was so proud. Yeah. I can't believe that I yeah. never beat everyone. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was so quick. Um, I didn't see it for hours from anyone else. Yes. Ah, oh, that's the best feeling. So <laughs> the news we were able to break, it was this week. Um, Nick Fury's wife, Priscilla, confirmed for Secret Invasion, the TV series that will be on Disney Plus later this year. Um, the actress posted on her professional website um, that she would be appearing in Secret Invasion as Priscilla, Nick Fury's wife. She reposted an article that was contemplating and, and like, you know, sussing out rumors and she took the bait. She took the bait and she confirmed it. Yeah, it was um, Charlene Woodard. Yes. She is going to be Mrs. Fury. And I think that's such a good casting. She's just, she's so, ah, it's just so perfect. I'm so happy about it. Really? I don't know if I'm familiar with her work. I'd have to look her up a little bit more and, and see if I've seen anything she's been in. But I think it's really cool that Nick Fury is going to have a wife. I mean, I know we got a little bit of a tease of this mentioned in Captain America, The Winter Soldier. When, you know, Nick Fury is on the run from Hydra, who has infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. and he's talking to Cap and his cover stories, his wife kicked him out. I mean, what are your thoughts on on that whole setup? Do you think that it'll it'll be part of this? Do you think this is, he's just got married? Do you think that that was just, a, you know, something fictitious he was coming up with to cover his tracks? What do you think, Megan? Well, I've always liked her. Well, I'm not always. I mean, I just became aware of her when I watched Glass. She was in that movie. She was really good. Oh, Okay. I thought he was lying about being married. So I'm a little confused that Nick Fury actually told the truth, which is wild. But I'm actually really happy he's married. Okay, someone in the group, in our Facebook group, Mediaverse Comics Unwrapped, said that they want it to be the same tone as Frozone and Honey in The Incredibles, where he's like, where's my super suit? I, it's for the greater good and I'm the greatest good you're ever going to get. That's the tone I need 
I don't anything else. I don't want it. That is brilliant. I would kill. That would be such a good thing for Disney to pull. I think that would be amazing. I would love that so much. I would love that kind of a dynamic between him and his wife. And I think that's something we would definitely get. I mean, Nick Fury is just strong personality. Um, you have to have another strong personality that gets along with him to be his like legally bound mate. Like you I guess. have to really be a strong like character who can speak her mind and be like on it, but. At the same time, maybe she's not. Maybe he is attracted to someone who's the complete opposite of him. Someone who's just like, maybe she's like a school teacher or she's just someone, you know, like with a regular everyday job that, you know, doesn't necessarily know exactly what he does. I hope she's someone that is very firm, but very kind. Like you said, like a school teacher, actually. That's like very kind. Ugh. But when she needs to, she can she can go off. I want him to have that slightly, that that healthy fear of him, like, Look, please don't tell my wife. She's going to be pissed. Like, that's that's Ooh. what I want from this. I would love that. I feel like if he would have someone that can challenge him, that that inspires him, not mm-hmm. someone he can just, like, do what he wants and they won't say anything back. I, I feel like he needs a strong woman. I, I really like the way you said that. I have to agree. I think he needs someone that's going to put him in his place. Yes. Yeah. I definitely just like have a ton of questions. I, I want to know so many different things. Like, how does she know what he does? I mean, when you look at when you date someone with an eye patch that like underneath has like scratch marks on their face, like you had to have to wonder, like, where did you get that eye patch from? Like, what happened to you? And then he says it's from a cat. Yeah, exactly. He's not really lying. <laughs> so, I mean. Yeah, I think she has to know. I think so, too. Because. You know, he hid Clint Barton's family, who's Hawkeye. He hid their family. He, They all know there's a risk. And the person they would go after is Nick Fury's wife. What if she's an agent? That what is if she's true. his boss? Okay, so right there, a very good line of thought. So when I did some research on this character, because I wasn't familiar um, as a non-comic reader, but someone who's interested in the comic book storylines and, and tends to read them, or will plan to read them eventually, <laughs> um, I was reading that she was actually the... If I'm not mistaken, she was like the leader of S.W.O.R.D. So, I mean, S.W.O.R.D. and S.H.I.E.L.D., maybe that could be their dynamic. Like, maybe she hired him when S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of fell through or something. I mean, maybe that could be what it was. Okay, I really like that. I want to see that power struggle somewhat. Like, he's like, don't you know who I am? She's like, don't you know who I am? That's what I need. I mean, oh, my God, I just had a weird idea. But what if, what if Priscilla, uh, hear me out, I mean, you know, this could be really far-fetched, but when we think about S.W.O.R.D. and the introduction of that organization to the MCU, we started that whole journey in WandaVision, mm-hmm. and the way that was introduced was through Monica Rambeau. She, you know, got snapped by Thanos right in the hospital when her mom was, like, returning from surgery. Um, we, what we know about her mom, you know, Maria Rambeau, um, is that, you know, her, a majority of her storyline in Captain Marvel took place in the 90s. So, I mean, is it outlandish to say that maybe priscilla is like an older version of maria rambo with a different identity oh maybe monica doesn't know that her mom is alive she she never saw her die what didn't i just blow your mind there's a lot there i really i really like that i mean we never saw her die no we didn't we just heard she did and then i guess monica doesn't remember her dying so that's suspect but i thought like you know she's the because monica was in the hospital yeah something's there because they went just like bring in sword for no reason which it kind of seems like they did right But like what if it connects to the marvels because monica rambo's there and that what if monica rambo that's his wife's number one but nick fury's number one is captain marvel and they go at it 
because there's already devi- it's already divisive. Ooh. So it's like sh- sword versus shield. Uh, my boss is better than your boss. This person, they said I could do this. Well, my boss said I could do this. Well, our bosses are married. I wonder if that. I wonder if that like could happen. It would be like a like a Mrs. and Mr. Smith like part two type of thing. That would be insane. We just wrote a whole movie, guys. Marvel, call us. We have such good ideas. This is awesome. This would be awesome. God, and we're giving these ideas away for free. My gosh. I know. I know. (laughs) There's a ton going on. Um, I will say from the get-go, when I heard about this and I thought back to Civil War, bringing it back to what I was talking about before, um, when Nick Fury is telling Cap, like, oh, my wife kicked me out, this and that, when you think about that scene, a lot of people assumed he was lying, but Think about it this way. Don't you think that Hydra would have known that Nick Fury had a wife? They would have known if he was lying. They would have known these things about him. Unless they never actually... I mean, being a part of yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D.? Unless they never actually got married and they're just like husband and wife to each other. Because if they actually got married, there's a paper trail. Uh-huh. And he's smarter than that. That's true. I have so many questions. I need, I need to I know. I mean, he could, be, he could have been telling the truth all yeah, along. Yeah, that, like... He could have been telling the truth the whole time, and we just assumed he was lying. And, but then, like, it goes back to, I think Nick Fury's a scroll. So it's like, is she a scroll? Oh. Like, I don't know. I don't know where to go with this. Like, I don't know. I don't know. But I really hope she... Because wouldn't... Wouldn't... I can't wait for them. Yeah. I, I know. Oh, my God. Not enough people are talking about Secret Invasion. Which is crazy, but I think it's because we haven't gotten anything. But still, like, I, I'm just like foaming at the mouth. I'm so excited for it. It's coming this year, so we will be covering it at some point. Yes. Um, stay tuned to see if any of our random theories <laughs> come to fruition. We'll be covering that as well. But um. But you heard them here first. Exactly. We were the first ones, so don't yeah. forget. I think. <laughs> <laughs> so we do have a couple other things that we'd like to kind of. Just touch on quickly. Two writers announced for Vision Quest, Megan McDonald from WandaVision and the Marvels, Agatha Coven of Chaos as well, and Peter Cameron from WandaVision Moon Knight and Werewolf by Night. Christoph Beck is joining as composer for Agatha Coven of Chaos. We are so excited. Those songs in WandaVision were some of the best parts of the show, some of the most iconic parts. Absolutely. Um, so we are excited for that as well. And that's a wrap on Mediaverse on a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, join our non-toxic Facebook group, Mediaverse Comics Unwrapped. Follow our public Facebook page, Mediaverse Plus. Follow or subscribe to us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Mediaverse Comics Unwrapped. Our episodes are available early on Tuesdays exclusively to our Facebook group members and officially drop Wednesdays wherever you stream your favorite podcast. Thank you so much for sending in your voice notes, everyone. And thank you for tuning in. Goodbye for now. Bye, guys.